Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown joined myself and Simon Jordan to reflect on success for Manchester United on Sunday as they overcame Newcastle at Wembley. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday morning and he is back, Mr. Simon Jordan. Morning. How do I find you? You find me in my usual sort of sick note state, having come back from somewhere with a with the lurgy. But I'm no, I'm okay. I'm all right. Went, went away feeling unwell, came back feeling unwell. The best I felt all week was on a flight flight coming back last night. I'm like I'm like um, like a dark cloud, aren't I? Like Eeyore. Not at all. <laughs> Welcome back. For a bit of sympathy though. Is no, he, not he's turning it around a bit, isn't he? Is, is he due any well, sympathy? Do you had, think, Martin? He's had his flip flops out on the beach. He's come back and then he's like he's turned it around. Oh no, I've not been well. I've been well. <laughs> You're going well, to get no sympathy in here, my boy. Look at the suntan on him. Let me tell you, I couldn't move in Wembley for fans of Manchester United and Newcastle United asking me, A, how you were, and B, when, when you were coming back. Must have been um, suspectical yesterday. Liam, on the train coming back from Wembley Central. Morning, uh, Liam. He said to me, before you, or Wembley Park, I should say, before you go anywhere, Jim, put it to him, does 10 Hag suit fit him now? <laughs> Yeah. Well, does it? Okay. He's done all right, Seems hasn't he? To, doesn't he? He's grown into it, absolutely. Moments in time. I think it was right to a pine on at that particular time when you're getting your head handed to you by Brentford and you're getting your head handed to you by Brighton at the beginning of the season. It doesn't look particularly good, but things change. And if you don't change with, with things and you stay with the same opinion, I'd be a fool. So, of course... He's in the right groove now, is he? On the right direction. Still a long way to go for Man United, though. Still a long way to go. Martin, good morning to you, mate. I saw you in BT on Saturday, and then you watched the game yesterday. Manchester United just had that bit more, I think. Yeah, a bit more class. Um, there was You have to hand it to Newcastle, though. The, the supporters, the, their will to win was just phenomenal. But in the end, uh, that extra bit of quality was there for, for United. Ruthless, weren't they, with their goals? Yeah. And... Um, and then they shut up shop and it was very difficult to break them down, but they they certainly had a go at it in Newcastle. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it was Manchester United's day. Both sets, both clubs had enormous support from their supporters yesterday and the support was incredible. I just want to emphasise that, Martin. I was there from the very early stages of the afternoon right through preceding Simon to the very end. Um, along Wembley Way at the end, going back up to Wembley Park Station, they were all together 
and they were all getting on I have to say which is testament to the Newcastle fans who were going home the losers uh, this was Eddie Howe and this was Eric Ten Hag post-match it shows something silverware eh, that you are on a good pathway you are in a good direction it's one cup and it's February but it shows we are in the right direction so this has to be the inspiration this has to be the motivation to keep going to continue on this pathway and to improve to not be, be, be happy, okay, happy, yeah, for 24 hours, but not be satisfied because satisfaction that leads to laziness. And when you were caught lazy, eh, you don't win any more games and you can't win trophies. Dramatic change from last year where we, where we were when we came in and, and took over to now go into this type of situation. I'd much, know where I'd much rather be and, it, and it's here competing for, for cup competitions and trying to finish as high as we can in the league. So very positive situation for us to be in currently. Um, and you're right, I think when the dust settles, I think we'll only look back at this experience positively, although that's hard to see now. Simon, at the end of the day, it was Manchester United's day. Um, I would think now there is no doubt that Manchester United are indeed back. Uh, I spoke with the former chairman, Martin Edwards, at the end, mm-hmm. and I said to him straight, you're coming up in the rails for everything. Is this really on? Are you in for more prizes? And Martin was like... Yeah, it looks that way. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got this strange season where you've got two sides that you never anticipated de- de- having the decline that they've got in Liverpool and Chelsea that are affording uh, a Man United and other sides uh, an easier run at it. You've seen these dawns before. You've seen Mourinho win a League Cup and you've seen him win Europa League and then all of a sudden it's come apart again. What you've got now is a culture inside the football club. They've got rid of Ronaldo, which I think was a very important thing to do. I think it changed the temperature and tone inside the building. I think Edward Wood leaving too has probably changed the dynamics as well. Ten Hag, the language that he uses is very blunt, very concise and very precise and he seems to have them focused in the right direction. Now, whether that translates into Manchester United being able to win a Premier League, Manchester United being able to compete in the Champions League again. It's one thing winning the League Cup, another thing winning the FA Cup. It's even a further thing by saying you win Europa League. But when you're talking about Man United being back, you are talking about Manchester United winning the Premier League. Now ask yourself, are they close to Manchester City? Are they close to Arsenal? Possibly they may well be, but I still think there's a journey they've got to go on. But what they've done is they've started in the right fashion. And I think it's I think it's encouraging. I think, it's a stepping stone. I think it's good for the Premier League too. Do you know when um, a lot of people were raving about Manchester United, but the, and the Man United fans are going to say, "Oh, that's typical Keown, you know, coming on here." But let's look at the League Cup. Let's look who they've beaten. So they beat Burnley at home. They've beaten Charlton at home. They've beaten Forest team who were kind of like way bottom at the bottom of the table. Really, not the best of teams. And now they're champions. At they've won. Time. They've won the Carling Cup. So, Jim. The people are now talking about quadruples and yeah. all sorts of things. It's, let's have a look at this in six weeks' time. Mm. If they keep winning like they are, no doubt they can really push for the title. And we can see oh, we've got a difficult game against Manchester uh, against West Ham. Yeah, but Ham what a week. story they've become, though, Martin. You cannot deny that Manchester United have become a major story of significance. After the two game, first two games of the season, yes, they won the first trophy of the season. Yes, One in the bank. We we no one that. saw it coming. Not even you. Uh, no, I think those games are winnable, aren't they? Against Burnley, against Charlton, against Forest. And then everything went exceptionally well for them yesterday. So, but I but think Manchester United are looking at this, Martin. Every game is now winnable. Yes, of course, because they've turned things around. They have a manager who knows what he wants. He's sending good messages to the players. The, the culture is changing. Rashford is, in, is irresistible now, right now, the form he's in. And they're a team and they looked really together. The team spirit, there's leaders forming. 
you can see the character in the side, um, but it's only one trophy. It's only the League Cup, Jim. Yeah. So and let's so, see. And, let's and keep so it, it in context. Be. I mean, let's be clear. Despite the constant carping of United fans, and I've no doubt they were singing Glazers out yesterday. They were. Um, they have spent an inordinate amount of money. The story of the season, undoubtedly, is Arsenal. Arsenal are the story of the season. For him to have rebuilt this side and built it to a point where they're actually potentially going to win the Premier League, I think they might get nicked by Man City, but that's just me looking in my mind's eye thinking experience will trump the youth that Arsenal have got. But the team of the season for me are Arsenal. And the story of the at, season at, is Arsenal. At this time. Because the, the big noise in the Premier League is not League Cup, is who wins the Premier League. Man United were built in this era to win Premier Leagues they haven't won a Premier League now for a third of the Premier League's existence and that's in a straight line in 10 years yeah, so they've still Stanley, got a way to on. go all we ever hear is winning trophies breeds a winning mentality but it didn't Manchester United have thrown down the gauntlet and that's fine but it didn't post Mourinho they, they won the league cup this is it? different maybe maybe but we know in football you know that one thing they can isn't it Simon because everything is um it just seems like everybody's really in tandem at the football club. It seems yeah. like the manager's got a really good relationship with the player. It seems like a guy actually he wouldn't mind working with. He um he's he's giving the players that I don't say it's a Klopp situation, but he's certainly I mean the way he embraced the players afterwards, the relationship with them, there's a real closeness, togetherness. And well, um, Brita, with a medal around their with that round their necks, you know, they they might take the steps they need. But I'm saying be cautious. We next six weeks, if they keep winning, then I think they can go after the title. But if not, then I think it's between Man City and Arsenal. But they're not, I mean, let's be honest about it. Whilst they're doing, they're not a great side. They're a decent side. They're a good side. They're in good nick right now. They're in good form. But they're not an irresistible side. You don't look at them and go, No, but they're wow. a results team, aren't they? They're, they're, they're a results, results team right now. But now, so many people are asking me to say to you, Martin, Rich is saying, can, Jim, say to Martin, can you not only beat what's in front of you? That's exactly what they're well, doing. Well, of course, but it's favourable, wasn't it? So I'm just saying, you know, it's, it, what have you had to do? Three, four games and suddenly you've won a trophy. So they've got, they're going to cash in on that. And they're, they're the sort of club to exploit that. And then there's an aura now again, Jim, isn't there? Looking, yes, And now the, the takeover is fantastic news. It seems to have freed up the fans to actually take part of what they were magnificent as well. Newcastle, I mean, incredible. Oh, both sets of fans were magnificent. Yeah. Uh, I'll speak more on this in the, in the, in the next part because uh, yesterday behind the scenes, uh, I, I ended up speaking to Newcastle executive Amanda Staveley. Uh, very interesting words from her as to the optimism around Newcastle United at this time, even though they ended up losing yesterday. And you're right, Martin, yesterday there were a few renditions of We Want Glazers Out. You'll probably see it was largely covered that Avram Glazer was there. I actually had a couple of words with him afterwards. What did he think of the game? Um, I didn't record it. And he's like, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Simon, it's as if they're shutting out the noise. It's as if they don't hear it, the Glazers. He comes here yesterday, yep. watches it with a smile on his face, leaves with a smile on his face, as if it so, hasn't even got to him. So would you, if you've bought a football club for 200 million quid and people talking about it being sold for 6 billion? You'd be sat there with a big grin like a demented Cheshire cat on your face. You'd be sat there with the fact that the matter is the team's winning the games again. You're back into a situation, you, you know, where you've got a manager in play and you've got your football club arguably being available to be bought for £6 billion when you pay £200 million quid for it. But would it not get to you if you knew that your very own fans, most of them, but detest not, but you? But they're not his fans. They, they, if he would turn around and say that they were his fans, it'd be an outrage to say, you narcissistic swine, it's not your fans at all, it's the fans of the football club and the players and the manager and everybody but you. Yeah. The bottom line is, is the background noise to Glazers, they don't care about it. They do not care about it. You're not moved, you know, like this woman wasn't for turning. These people, these owners aren't for getting out. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 
Oh boy Mr Jordan might be back Alongside Martin Keown But the two of you Are getting it On the neck From Manchester United fans uh, There's Tom Gale Martin Keown Couldn't be any more Bitter towards us If he tried You're not having it That Manchester United Are moving and shaking In the right direction Martin. No I said Let's give it time let's give it, let's give it six weeks If they keep winning As they are Then they might well Win the title mm. Because they have been quite magnificent. I think they've done I'm brilliantly well. Be cautious. I think they've done brilliantly well, but let's not lose sight of the fact that it's because they've been so poor over the last three years that they've knocked all the expectation out of their own fan groups and ultimately out of the media when we've sat there looking at Man United going, how bad do you have to be? How bad are you going to get? You're still spending hundreds of millions of pounds. All we listen is Man United fans coming on telling everyone how much they hate Glazers and their team on the pitch haven't been particularly good. So now you've won a League Cup. Fantastic. I hope it's a launch pad because I happen to think that United are the poster boys of the Premier League and a vibrant Man United I think is good for the Premier League full stop. Here's Nick, another Manchester United fan. I implore everyone to turn on TalkSport right now. Listen to Martin Keown and Simon Jordan crying about yesterday's win. Bitter tears from them. United were best. Jim in their pom. They, they even pulled out of the FA Cup Manchester United yeah. looking for bigger prizes so you know it's stepping stones isn't it to rebuild this football well, this club is it. and now suddenly the League Cup is the, they're, they're desperate in to the win Mecca, it. Isn't it some people are very feeble minded aren't they no one's crying we're quite happy for Man United to have won the first trophy of the season they're, and we're quite uh, appreciative of the work that Ten Hag's done but this is a swallow it's not a summer but, but, know, but they are rumbling in the background there's another have you forgotten grumbling, you right, that, you, that United have just beaten the runaway leaders of La Liga over two legs and that was very impressive. Coming from behind in both games. How do you like that, Martin Keown? Very impressive. Well, going very, for it. Very, very impressive. And, and I applaud what their manager's done, as you know. I tried to be impartial. And, objective. Um, and balanced. I, fair. Objective. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think I am, generally. And I think it's, I think the game needs a good Manchester United <coughs> team to be uh, up and at their very best. Fair enough. What about Newcastle? What a support they had. Uh, so many of them in Trafalgar Square on Saturday night the supporters and then they converge on Wembley yesterday and they made it a special special atmosphere and occasion but Newcastle lost this game by two goals to, to nil post-match uh, I got up close to Newcastle executive Amanda Staveley and she her tone was one of optimism and humility do you know, I was so proud of all of the fans, everybody, and I was crying and my little, my son was crying, we're all crying, but what was amazing, at 2-0 down, we were flags going, but the passion and everybody, we, everybody's taken us on this journey, we will win the Carabao Cup, we will win the FA Cup, we will win the Champions League and we will win the Premier League, but we really, it, this is all about the amazing fans that have taken us on this journey, and we're just honoured and humbled and feel very privileged to help run Newcastle United. How did you feel when you looked at the numbers of those Newcastle fans there today? S staggered. Really staggered. I was just in awe. I knew, I knew it would be amazing. I, I'm sorry, I really feel bad because I so wanted a win. Because I wanted them to have some silverware. You know, it was so important. But we will get there. And the lads played really well. It was a tough game. It was tough luck. Actually, they, they played really well. And I'm proud of all of the fans. I'm hugely proud of everybody today. And those fans, Amanda, you must feel it. They have immense faith in you. We don't really deserve the support we have, I always feel. As owners, we're very, very humbled by what's happened today. And I, and I know um, Yas has been here with me and uh, he's just, we're just so excited that we got to come. And the scenes in Trafalgar Square last night, everything. But you know what? Next time we will get there. What about Amanda Savely and the ownership 
at Newcastle now, Simon. Yeah. Are, are you having them more? Amanda Staveley has gone from someone that didn't particularly impress, impress you to now seriously impress you, right? Well, the one thing that they do deserve is all the plaudits because without their ownership of this football club and their money the football club would still be in a condition where the fans were unhappy with Mike Ashley and they would feel that they were going nowhere. Does that mean I, I like the ownership model? Does it mean I admire any more than I, than I start? Not particularly. I think they've done what they anticipated that they would do. And I don't understand this. It's a PR spin. You knew you were buying a football club. that If you put it into a League Cup final, you would inundate London. So let's have less so dial down the fake humility and look at the reality of what you've got there. You've got. I a don't big, think it's fake humility. To well, be fair. I think it's ridiculous to turn around and say you didn't expect. If I, if, I'm a, if I went and bought Newcastle and set the town on fire, I know that Newcastle getting to a cup final, would, London would be inundated, right? Because that's what you've got. You've got this remarkable fan base. Is there base. anything wrong in her congratulating no, them for making the trip? No, absolutely. I think it's wonderful PR spin, but I do think ultimately that the oh, it's the, not PR spin. Well, I think it is. I think no, it's no, a, no, no. well, okay, it's emotional. She's got emotional at the end, and the fans would never have heard that, would they? Under Mike Ashley, that we they, we don't really deserve the fans. Their support is so good. And I think that's how yeah, it's, it's, it? it's preposterous it's, rubbish. Because the one thing they do deserve no, that ownership just, that ownership model absolutely deserves those fans being being behind them. Because you walk in a football club, you spend more money in that football club in one year than Mike Ashley spent in probably five. You've given it a feel-good factor. You've bought it off the tyrants. The one thing that you do deserve is an absolute supporting fan base. You put it into a cup yeah, final. You should never take that for granted. And she's say, certainly not, not taking that's that not, for granted. That's not taking it for granted. I think she's, she's giving them a bit back here and saying, look, No, no one's suggesting they're taking it for granted. But let's get, let's get past the sentimental rubbish and look at the reality of what you've got here. Well, you've got a football club. But when Ashley was there, Martin's right. There wasn't this connection between fans no, and owners. Be, now there is. Because I'll tell you for why, and, and you're not going to like the answer to this, because it's owner's job to give everything that the fans want. And if you do not then you're the devil incarnate. Now, currently, these current owners are giving the fans everything they want. They're spending hundreds of millions of pounds on footballers. They're making sure that the centre of the of the focus is the fans. They're giving them everything they want. And they so, back the team. So they're entitled... Actually didn't. They so, back the team. Well, again, they're backing the team, but there'll come a point where there's a disconnect somewhere along the line. But right now, it's entirely appropriate that Amanda Staveley is patted on the back, that the, the, the appointments that have been made by her and others are patted on the back. And I would, I would expect... If you cannot be behind what they're doing now... When in God's name would you be behind it? What do you think of what she said though? We'll be back and we will win the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, the Premier League and the Champions League. She's now said it. She's out there saying it. Now well, that well, is what but, they've got their sights but, set on. But that's what you should be saying and if you're I'll an ambitious owner. The chairman said to me yesterday, we're already at the next level. Well, that's what you should be saying. But there's a, there is a vast difference between being able to compete in the League Cup and start a season very well and overtake Manchester City. That's a vast difference. Manchester City are 15 years ahead of Newcastle. You've got an independent regulator coming into football, well, he, that's going to control finances. You've got new governance coming in. It'll be interesting to see if they're going to be able to spend. Eddie Howe's made a big deal of how much they can and can't spend and told everybody they can't spend. So if they're not going to spend two or three hundred million pounds a season or 150 million pounds or 200 million pounds every single season because they can't... And there's going to be a difficulty, but I do like the fact. I think it's wonderful that she turns around and says that gonna they're going to go after lot. all these things. Why shouldn't she? She's trying to reaffirm the belief and the dream and, and plan that they have at that football club. What's wrong with that? 
Yeah. What is wrong Whether with they that? go on and do it, it remains to be seen. Yeah. But that is a strong statement from Because you'll be judged Earth. by it. Because the thing that's wrong with it is that people will then judge you by it. And if you don't achieve it, they'll hoist you by that particular petard. But I think it's ambition, and she should right to be ambitious. After what we saw at Wembley, actually, I feel this is more the relevant question. Could Manchester United versus Newcastle United become the Premier League's next best rivalry? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Martin Keon, Manchester United win it. You're, you're coming in for it from United fans, uh, Martin. I have to say, surely winning the first trophy of the season is a significant step for any football club. If it's important, yes, of course, and you, you that level well, yesterday of, was important. Your level of confidence, you've got a medal around your around your neck. You, you know, you you got important games coming up. I'm just looking at the league title. You'd be league. singing like a demented cook. I'm, I'm looking Arsenal now. I'm looking now at the um, uh, the the games coming up. They've got Liverpool to play, Jim. They have to go to Nor uh, to Newcastle as well. Actually, that game could be significant. You talk about that being a, a fixture mm. coming up in the next years to come. Whether it's important, they play Brentford as well at home. Useful games for them. So, I mean, look, they are. You, on the on the coattails, aren't they, of Man City and, and Arsenal right now? And that, com, you know, we'll have to see if they go on and do it. Wait, but wait. I don't think they will do it. Do what? I don't think they'll win the league this year. I think it's too soon for them. But what it does show us with Ten Hag that they are going to be in the running for things because you get things right. Yeah, but precisely. But Martin, could quickly. you ever have thought in the other side of the year there that you'd ever be talking in these terms about Manchester United coming up in the rails and possibly winning the Premier League? Nobody would have thought that. No, but the size of the club and their expenditure and the quality of the player that are there, Jim, 
I mean, if you think about when he won, when he went in there, there were some good players, wasn't there? And you talked about Mourinho and the Pogba story never went away. There was always an argument. He didn't like the training ground. He didn't like the players. He didn't like the medical staff. This man seems to have gone in and worked with what he's got and made the best of it. And but they're doing exceptionally well. Conventional wisdom is being thrown out of the uh, out of the basket at this moment in time. Who would have picked Arsenal to be top of the league? Who would have picked Newcastle to be fifth? Who would have picked Fulham to be sixth? Who would have picked Liverpool to be seventh? Who would have picked Chelsea to be tenth? None of these picks would have been part and parcel no, of people's no. stable diet. So you've got an opportunity. Yeah. And what we're doing is we're comparing Man United's progress with a strange Premier League. We'll see. It's a great win. It's great for Newcastle. If you'd have asked me who I wanted to win that cup final, because this won't appeal to the narrative all the whining Newcastle fans that think I've got a problem with them, I actually wanted Newcastle to win. Because I thought it would be great for them. A great shot in the arm. Man United have won many things. Newcastle have won nothing for and years. should Newcastle fans feel honoured about that? No, this but they should, they, should mis they should redirect their narrative of every time you say something that's not entirely positive as being something of vilification isn't true. We know, we know there are a bunch of bids in for Manchester United. I looked at Avram Glazer, who surprised everybody by pitching up at the game yesterday. And he wandered about very briefly at the end of the game uh, where I was in the suite I was in. A very broad grin in his face and told me he really enjoyed the game. But Simon, will the storylines of ownerships lead to a future Middle East face-off with the backdrop being Saudi Arabia, Newcastle United against Qatar-owned Manchester United? Do you predict that that is a change we're going to foresee? Well, they're not the leading lights in the Premier League. So right now, no, I don't. I think you've got other Middle Eastern money that might be more prevalent, i.e. Manchester City. Um, the tragedy is that we've got these constant... Um, uh, uh, situations in our league where our league's being bought by ownership models that I pref prefer not to be there but we're in a globalised world these are the rules that's the nature of the beast we get on with it um, look we've got two football clubs one of them is an iconic football club in the world one of them is an iconic football club in Newcastle we'll see if one of them is going to become a far bigger club than, than just in its own fan base and start to really punch into a situation where it's never going to be about just two clubs is it when you, when you look at Chelsea what they've spent Jim and, and Man City, of course, as well. I mean, Arsenal emerging, Spurs. Whew, I mean, they'd be a good proposition if somebody bought them, wouldn't they? So that 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 could happen. Who 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 knows? But Liverpool again. I mean, that that's not clear what's going to happen there. Whether that's going to be a part buyout or a shared well, ownership. But they've made it clear. They, they couldn't be more clearer. John Henry couldn't have written it unless he'd written it in blood. More clearer. I'm not selling the football club. And he's I'm not selling the football club. Well, it was initially for sale, no? Mm, the rumours abound that Liverpool might have been for sale, but they're now simply and explicitly in the business of raising a bit more capital for the FSG group. They don't spend money. The Boston Celtics are the lowest spending team in the franchises. Yeah. There's an interesting dynamic with FSG going on. But Liverpool the, will need to spend. The, the chairman sure. of Newcastle told me yesterday, Simon, he feels that they're already at the next stage, Newcastle United. Newcastle United fans undoubtedly, to a man, to a woman, have bought into what what's they're the, doing. The Look stage? at that message that's just come in, Simon, incidentally. If these owners told me it was Tuesday today, I'd believe them. They've not just transformed a football club, they've transformed a city. Yeah, these course. fans are very proud of the club they've got, the city they come from, and what now might happen. Unarguably so. And if you've spent 14 years in a desert... You will drink at any oasis. We will see if they're able to translate this huge wealth that we uh, understand behind their state ownership into a football club that wins things and takes it away from Manchester City, takes it away from Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham and whoever else is in the mix, Manchester United, then it will be a remarkable achievement. I think it will be an even bigger, more remarkable achievement than Manchester City. 
if they do it. If they come into the Premier League and they do anything vaguely resembling what Man City's money has enabled them to do, I think it'll be a remarkable. It's, I think it's remarkable we're even talking about it when you think where they were after 10, 11 games on the exactly. start of last yeah. season, Jim. Yeah. It was a, it's a remarkable transformation. They're top six disruptors. And it, it, who's, to, who's to bet against it? They couldn't continue to, to progress and to win trophies, but that is the next step, of course, isn't yeah. it? Can they finally win a trophy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, put it this way, Simon. You'd rather be a Newcastle United fan this morning looking around the place than a Chelsea fan this morning looking around the place. Chelsea fans are totally bewildered as to what's going on at the football club after all the hoo-ha of yeah. the new ownership coming in yeah. and all the promise of all these new players coming in the transfer window. Newcastle United pitched up yesterday. This is the backing we've got. We are the tribe that follow them. The complete opposite of what Newcastle shot. did. They've I mean, crazy expenditure. Yeah. They also got rid of Tuchel. Now you're looking at the wisdom of that. Again, let's look at the balancing act, right? Newcastle have come... We just made an example of Manchester United and the fact that people are getting carried away with Man United winning a League Cup. Wonderful, fantastic. Here you go, you're on your way. Right, Still got a long way to go. That's because people have got such a point. If you'd have said this three years ago, Man United have won a League Cup, everyone would have gone, yeah, and that tells you perhaps how far they've fallen. Now, Newcastle have started from a very low position with very little expectation and a totally disenfranchised fan base. In through the door walks a new ownership model and in... Uh, comes a new opportunity for the fans to be behind the club and they're on their way to something. What that something is remains to be seen. So I think it's silly comparing Chelsea and Newcastle because these are moments in time. That's all they are, moments in time. And we will see where they, where these two football clubs land in a year's time. We'll see if Chelsea are still in the doldrums, Jack Graham Potter still in the situation and everyone's still criticising the owner for spending ridiculous amounts of money. Or Newcastle are doing... And I don't know what the next stage is. What they're already at the next stage. What was the next stage? Of course, Ch- it, challenging, of, challenging for well, of course, the, the, challenging for well, the, as many honours as you can. When they came in the door, they were getting relegated. So the next stage was to not get relegated. Right. They moved past that because they've they've spent money wisely. They brought in players. We will see whether Newcastle can lay a glove on winning something. They got close you know, yesterday by getting to a it's final. It's remarkable, isn't it, how quickly things change when you look at was it two wins in sixteen for Chelsea? They're only ten points above relegation. Yeah. And, you know, they were the team, weren't they, that were up there top four every year. Yeah. And Newcastle have done the reverse. Yeah. I mean, the the, the the two big questions there, Sam, if you want, comparing Chelsea and Newcastle, are Chelsea gone for a considerable period of time? Probably not. No. Will Newcastle sustain this newfound strength and challenge that they've managed to, to, I don't to know. Uh, I, I really, bring about? I really like Newcastle as a football team. It's, I it's really, more than a moment in time. I, I really think they're an interesting side to watch. I think there's so much about them that's right. But I still think we have lots of questions to ask about the sustainability of a football club that's coming into a division that's got some very unique forces in there. But they've not uh, wasted a penny no, they, in but, every, ex, well, every player you know, they Chris bought. Well, Chris Wood wasn't a great spend, was it? He's got well, he, he, he served a purpose, like, served a purpose, Fine, didn't he? but you know, you, you, we're talking about maybe the took him, of, Maybe took a player from Burnley that were actually could have gone down. Maybe. You know, they could have gone down instead of. Maybe, maybe. We, we'll, we'll never know. But, but the bottom line is, is Newcastle, for me, have got lots to do. But it's it's... Very interesting to have them in the conversation. I'm not interested because of the ownership model. I'm interested because it's a great football club. And despite the fact that every now and again, I don't fall on my sword with great sentimentality, doesn't mean that I don't think that Newcastle were a club to be reckoned with. No, but you constantly refer to them as a very big club in Newcastle. Because they are. But that doesn't go down well with them. Because it doesn't show them respect. On what basis? Who says I have to respect what they do? Very significant force in the Premier League, in English football. Okay, respect isn't cloying sentimental tripe respect is based upon substance I spent my entire time listening to Freddie Shepard for years telling me what an enormous football club was whilst I was in Spain and I think Newcastle played Seville and no one in Seville had ever heard of Newcastle so let's be be with due respect let's get some context 
Who said big, that? They were a big club in Newcastle. Where else are they a big club? Where else? Please, I don't care who gets upset by it. Where else, Martin? Where else are Newcastle a big club? Well, you, you tell me. You, well, let's get you. let's get people to ring You're in. You're part of the centre. I tried personally. Personally, where where, where are Newcastle? Big I club? think it's a tremendous. Don't hot, play to the gallery. It's a tremendous hotbed. It's a tremendous hotbed of football. And I think in they Newcastle, do. I think they deserve the way they follow in their team. Newcastle. Well, no yes. one argues with yeah, that. But that will grow. Of course, it will grow. But where it? are they a big club now? Well, it's, they're making the baby, they're making baby, ste- baby steps. But where else? And they're big ripples, making big ripples with those baby steps. Stop playing to the gallery. And try and gain some popularity that you won't have. Right? Are you, are are you suggesting that you're not very popular today, and I'm more popular than you? Well, that's fine. That can't I'm be right. Can be it? the case if we've got a sentimental gang out there. You can if be popular top, that lot. If they meet top six, well, you're going to have to cough up a grand for a oh, challenge. Okay. Okay. If so, they yeah. meet top four, Jim, you're really chewing your trophies. Yeah, Champions League, they won't. Champions, Jim, is it not a game changer then? Champions League next season, mate. And you can't. Well, if they get there, surely everyone will know them then when they're Champions League. Absolutely. But we're talking about today, mate. Not tomorrow. Well, today. Well, I think maybe today's a different day. Well, tomorrow we'll, we'll find out. We're only fourteen games four, away from finding out. What happened? Did you get chucked out of a nightclub in Spain or something? <laughs> what an attitude! Wasn't allowed he's in. Back you? with. He's too old. He's got the cheek to be laughing. Your one hundred percent essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. 